You are a valuable person. You're not a number. You're not a ledger entry. You could never be replaced with AI, any technology, or anything else. You are uniqueness. Uniqueness. The SEO likes uniqueness better than unique. So I put uniqueness in. I did that. Your consciousness could never be bought or sold. It's priceless. I see you. And you see yourself. Who is anyone kidding? The purpose of this show is to give you some encouragement, some recognition, some daily inspiration to uplift you as you start your day or end your day and to help you get your best foot forward because your value is appreciated here and it should be appreciated. And if you're a small business owner or a wage worker or someone just trying hard to make it in these challenging, challenging circumstances, you're a hero. You're the heroes and the heroines of this show's story. Regardless of your political affiliations, or your religious beliefs, or your traditions, or your tribes, you are the value in this economy, and you are seen in a world of destruction and degradation. The world should see you for the value that you create. If you are working a job, and you are homeless or houseless, and you have to live in shelters or cars, this podcast is dedicated to you. Your resilience is recognized, and you're not alone here. You're really not. You're really not alone here. Different people do different things when they wake up in the morning. I smell the inside of my nose first. Then I hold on to the bed and make sure I'm really here. Second, because it's hard to believe. It's hard to believe that we're even doing this. Then I exhale and I step outside and I make sure the stars are still where they usually are. It's a moment of quiet wonderment every morning. I suppose one might say I'm an empiricist. Things are what they are, and that is a pretty scary idea for a lot of people. Here's what's going to happen today. I'm going to tell you a story about how economics is kind of about proximity. When economics focuses on proximity, that things tend to be more stable, and that there are some interesting kind of parallels in terms of metaphysics that I think are worth looking at. And that I find interesting. And so that's why I'm talking about it. Let's do a fake ad right here. And then we'll come back. Fake ad right here. We're going to talk about proximal business relationships and the parallels in kind of metaphysical sense of the word in a, in a way. I, get a, I like doing this. Like I like thinking about the the kind of metaphysical things and how it relates to everyday practical life because like over the years and in in our society and our economy corporatism has taken root and it's pretty much upended and destroyed the american economy and people have kind of walked into it they've kind of chosen it they've chosen convenience over community and then the narrative is to blame 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 the community for what has happened to it as a result of these bad economic decisions. So there's been a loss in the sense of value for proximal trade relationships, for value exchange, or whatever you want to call it, like whatever you want to call business, whether you're a lefty and you call it open economics, or whether you're a conservative and you call it the free enterprise system, you're talking about the exact same thing. So it's that devaluing of service and community in exchange for a speedy, personal, convenient experience.
creates these cavernous misunderstandings and social and economic gaps in your immediate proximity. So you're kind of choosing to sacrifice the one and in favor of the other. You're choosing to sacrifice the local business economy and the standard of living around you in order to get that thing you want really quick. 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 Can we... Get that thing you want really quick. Can the way that we look at things... Now, this is a question. Can the way that we look at things have an exponentially negative effect due to the narrative that we project onto the situation from an ideological position coupled with... You couple that with the cost of your convenience. Could that have a a negative, exponentially negative dynamo, like a, a, an anti-consciousness dynamo, does that put that in place? Because your attitude towards something has an effect on it. The way that you look at a situation has an effect on that situation. It has an effect on how you see it, but also if enough people are convinced to look at a situation in a way that goes against what's actually observable and in favor of some idea or a belief, that causes an exponential degradation of the situation because of the way that your attitude affects things. So here's an exercise that I do. I write stories and I write characters sometimes and I have characters do my explaining for me. That's like a method. And one time I wrote a book and in my book, I wrote a character, and he was a retired professor. That was his, that's what he was. And he would read his brief lectures on the local community radio station on Sundays in the fictional town that I wrote a book about. That's what this guy did. And this is one of his little stories, and it's called The Illusions in Economics and the Natural Phenomenon of Exchange. Business has become impersonal. This is obvious today, as a seeming corporate monstrosity has all but destroyed local free markets. People are losing touch with the reality that their actions have consequences. Spatial relationships in the visible range of sight determine perspective. Television screens and economic reports are interpreted noises in the room. Since we are not in direct contact with so many of the people that we affect, we can tend to lose sight of how our decisions are real, powerful, and have an effect somewhere, even if it's not down the street where we can see it. Just as when we look down the street at our communities, we can see how economic treachery somewhere else, at some point, is affecting us here and now. Regardless of the definitions and the various systems that people use for these necessary activities, it comes down to the fact that what you enjoy in life is a result of business relationships. Everything you provide for your family and yourself are the results of a string of business-type relationships, even if you were not involved other than to purchase or experience the outcome of that transaction. There was someone creating and someone producing in almost every object you see around you. Materials got from point A to point B. People got paid, presumably. People were paid in the process. 
You never know. Presumably, people were paid in the process. You never know. When we think about that, we realize that taking business relationships for granted or taking predatory approaches to income development are very unhealthy methods of economics. This behavior is actually fraud, and technically, it's not legal. If there were a valid protection system, honest business would thrive, and those looking for those quick bucks wouldn't be running the game. They would be floundering. The self-interest of the selfish ends in self-destruction and the destruction of relationships. The self-interest of honesty, of honest people, leads to legitimate exchanges and the fellowship of society. All you need to accumulate money is to know someone with access to the printing press, a good propaganda machine, and a couple of connections in government. What you need to accumulate real value is honest effort and skill, because like attracts like. Eventually, what happens when people degrade themselves and society in abandoning value for currency accumulation is what is going on in our society today. The cynical, predatory, impersonal element has become contemptuous and fearful of a free flow of creativity, free enterprise, free speech, and openness. They have become untrustworthy and monopolizing, and now, being accustomed to a level of income and a way of life, they can no longer maintain it. Honestly, they maintain it by instituting debt onto the very hard-working, honest people because they themselves have no value at all to add, and they maintain it through all manner of treachery besides. The end. Blame. Fake ad right here. I suppose the point being that the relationships in your proximal location, like the, the relationships of the people around you, the ones that you see every day, the people who are in your community, the people in the local, the local economy, those are the most important people in your life outside of your family. That's why the name of this episode is called, it's, it's called, it's the proximity. The economic relationships in your proximity should be the ones that are the most important to you because they provide stability in your life. And in our country, we have squandered all of that in order to have some convenience. And we have goods shipped to us from all the way across the planet because a percentage of people want that convenience of that nonsense. But then the people in the local communities don't get to work because nobody wants to pay them. They'd rather pay somebody in some other country and they blame it on, you know, they blame everything they possibly can. And then they badmouth the people who aren't working or who don't make enough money to live and try to blame them for the conditions of this globalism and the convenience that they think they're getting from globalism. You're not getting convenience from globalism. You're getting something sent to your house in a couple of days while the economy and the lives around your community are being have been destroyed. Like that is not convenient. There's nothing convenient about that. And then there's always somebody on television to tell you to blame the people who are the ones getting the bad end of this of this deal. You blame the poor people. You blame the ones who don't have a place to live. You say that they're lazy and they're working. They're the ones working. And you're calling them lazy while you live off your paper economy. 
people are having that conversation. So I think it's just one of those situations where the stuff that I wrote about and the stuff that I did earlier on is all like coming true now. Like I could, my subconscious was bringing it forward, like bringing it into my purview and saying like, look, this is what's going to happen. Like this is, if they keep doing this, then this is, and that stuff's happening. Like all this stuff is happening. In the stories I wrote, that was me trying to tell myself what was going to happen, what was happening. My brain could see it, even though I wasn't totally clear on it. I still told a story that expressed it, and I find that fascinating. I don't know. I, I find it fascinating. And the fact that the way that we view things has an effect, has an exponential effect on the conditions that people are in. And I really think that it's a lot easier to get people to admit that they've been tricked than it is for them to admit that they were wrong and if we can get these two feuding clown cousins to recognize the fact that they have been tricked by the same people this country might have a chance i don't know if it's possible but i'm saying it's possible just because fake ad right here so the question for the day well let's just review very briefly like you look at the world based on what your personal convenience is you don't think about things in the long term you just take whatever systems are given to you because you, you assume that there's people who know better than you know and you'll just let them take care of it. And then you turn around and everything around you is degraded and falling apart and it's not working. Okay. And that's because we traded the convenience that we have. We've traded for that. We traded off our local economic security and our local standard of living in order to get something quicker in the mail. That was how they got you. Okay, the question is, where do you look now? Where is the next place that your visage lands? If you're going to think about how to remedy the situation, where is the next place your eyes look? That's the question for the day. Where do you look now? This place where we live is not a joke. When I gaze out at the stars at night, when I look over the hills during the day, I'm consistently reminded that we live on a planet in space, wailing through the galaxy like a screaming rock. We're on such a small planet in such a tiny galaxy that no matter where we are in our galactic cycle, the universe of stars seem immovable. That's incredible. We are a moment. We are an instant in an infinite universe we are an infinite in an instant universe. And every event that has ever happened here and that will ever happen here happened simultaneously in the snap of a finger. The instances of existence are so close in proximity that the whole thing is a singular material event. It's essentially over already. It's hard to believe we are even experiencing it. I hope we can be here tomorrow. There are people who would say that makes us insignificant. I strongly, very strongly disagree. The fact that we are improbable is the very thing that makes us momentous. We are conscious beings who can observe ourselves. We are consciousness observing itself. You are each a refraction of light from a single source. You are the individual. You are the whole. Simultaneously, you're masterful, mysterious, distinctive and you are an anomalous paradox and i'd say that that is rather significant in the context of the time that our galaxy is here and the infinitesimal millifraction of time 
that we each have within that context. The reality of your consciousness and your power to observe and manipulate matter, to use the space and the essence of your energy and your planning and time usage in this three-dimensional plane, the influences of your refraction of the source is immeasurable. It's immeasurably exponential in the cosmic expanse because it expands as far as you are able to observe into the infinite universe because your observation affects it. You are rare. You're not only a body. You have radiance. You radiate. Your eyes can't see the frequency, but there is light. You are a luminescent jewel. You're a luminescent jewel that can shine on yourself from within yourself. Significant. Significant beyond the perception of anyone else. So shine on yourself while you shine on others. And what an honor that you shine on me now. Smell the inside of your nose. Do it right now.